the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Uh, uh, host Milton Glick was in a I was, heat uh, stroke. Yes, I was turning on the uh, radio for the nursery so that everybody here can hear. Oh, okay. That's okay. Hey, welcome to the show, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, on a nice sunny afternoon here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road, and uh, we'd love for you to come on out and visit with us and ask your gardening question in person or how about giving us a call at 308-8867 308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 what's going on with you guys i was just looking at those uh, fanic flocks down there aren't they pretty uh, they're they're beautiful things uh, look how dark yeah. pink they are he had them over there last week. You, I, I guess you couldn't see them because of the tree. No, uh-uh. But uh, yeah, they're they're beautiful. Yeah, and uh, the getting the panic flocks at this time of the year is a uh, is a good thing because once those blooms that you buy or once they go away or fade out, and they make wonderful cut flowers. By the way. Uh, they last for a long time as a cut flower. And they have well, a fragrance. And they have a fragrance, too, that, that, which is uh, nice for a cut been on, flower. If you've been away from the north for a while, they smell just like lilacs. Yeah. And uh, once the, once that bloom is either cut off or whatever, it, it sends up additional bloom. And uh, if your plant that you get doesn't, doesn't have uh, new sprouts on it, when you cut the, the bloom off... And fertilize it, uh, water-soluble fertilizer, keep it ra- rapidly growing. It will bloom again uh, this fall. So, uh, uh, perennial phlox is a is a wonderful plant, and that's uh, that's a very well, that's the, a beautiful plant. That in my experience, phlox. the phanix is the easiest to grow too. Some yeah, of the, some of the is, others are it's harder. T- it's tough and doesn't have a powdery mildew yeah. like uh, the rest of them do. Others, others are hard to keep alive. Well, in this hundred degree oh, yeah. heat that we've been faced this year. Yeah, it's a tough plant. Another Greg Grant plant. Oh wow! I didn't remember. I didn't remember that part. Oh yeah, he found it in That's a cool. you can in uh, a lady's yard. If you do Darryl that, Frigsby. Is that right? And of yeah. course, he got permission to go. He did. 
<laughs> As a matter of fact, you can do this in a container on a patio and just oh yeah, and walk around and just besides it looking great, that's that fragrance is so strong and sweet. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, it's it's one of those that is strong and pleasant. So how's our watermelon doing? It ought to be pretty close, Melton. Oh, I'll have to look at it. I haven't looked at Melanie. Uh, Mel- Melton. Laura said it was. Uh, it looked about the same when I asked her the other day. Like Thursday. He's looking at it every day. Okay, well, I'll go look at it today. Well, Laura's look watching at, it. Look at the yeah, belly. Yeah, Laura's watching it. I'm, yeah. That's smarter. That that's much. probably Look at the belly and see if, see if it's yellow. Okay. And thump it and see if it has a dull thump on it. Yeah, and if it, it's better if it's uh, harvested, you know, of course, you don't want to harvest it until it's ripe. But it, yeah. as the, it gets hotter and hotter, I noticed that in the cantaloupes. It's been a good year for cantaloupes. Oh, yeah. Kind of, but then the last, the last one I harvested was not nearly as tasty and sweet as the earlier ones, but a very small sample. But I don't. I'm kind of thinking that everybody's been experiencing cucumbers the same way that they're, when it's 100 degrees out there, it's tough to get a decent cucumber. I, I heard uh, a report about Bruce Fraser. You know our onion man, yeah, Carrizo Spring, and uh, I've been watching the temperatures down there. But uh, he not only does he grow onions, but he grows cantaloupes in the summer to kind of keep his hip occupied. Uh, so, yeah. And he said this has been a good cantaloupe year. Now, uh, I imagine he made, made quite a bit of money on the cantaloupes this year, but you got to keep in mind last year when they lost the whole crop because of, of rain uh, at the yeah, bad time. So uh, and you would, you typical would, farming. Yeah, if you were going to pick two years, see, I would have picked last year as being a better year. Yeah. But um, I've had this cantaloupe are tough to grow. I think in this in this area, and uh, it's a bit of throwing the dice every year on those. Things. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, the earlier up until uh, about July first, they were really seemed like high quality and productive and dealing well. Well, you're sweet. Yeah, until this last one was bland. I mean, oh okay. Yeah, the, but the ones earlier were were very sweet. Surprised us, in fact, uh, because in the past I've tried to grow them quite often and never got real they high quality. They don't turn out sweet. Yeah, but uh, that that bunch was and productive, more fruit than usually I get too. Yeah. So, and I was talking to. Uh, Another gardener uh, today, Master Gardener, worked with uh, David at the Children's Garden, and he was talking about uh, green peppers, bell peppers. He He's had the same experience over the years that I have. It's kind of like he grows a few just because he wishes he had some, you know, <laughs> and he rarely. He was just amazed this year he's actually harvested them. It's kind of like oh, right. yeah, carrying them around. What am I supposed to do? I've never had him before, you know. And uh, and then he also, like I do, I grow the banana, and then I had some Rio Grande, or which yeah, Rio Grande was a, a, a sweet go, yeah, yeah re, receded again this year. So. Oh, did it really? Yeah, and so they they did real well too. Now with the hundred degrees for uh, nearly a month, everything's a little smaller, but. Of course, the peppers, as long as you water them and give them a little fertilizer, yeah. they, they can deal with this 
heat. And that Rio Grande gold won't turn hot. A lot, a lot of people think when the weather gets hotter, the peppers get hotter. But uh, that, that has more to do with uh, the genetics of the pepper and also has more to do with uh, the temperatures at, time, at the time of fruit set and fruit development. Uh, what uh, exactly how hot those those peppers are? Yeah, and sometimes some varieties we're talking about real subtle changes. Yeah, right. I guess some hot, some hotter varieties. There's more of a variation yeah. during because of weather. I guess. Well, it's so uh, they're so hot you can't tell the difference. Yeah, that's really. it with me. Uh, you know, you know. What's a Scoville unit period yeah. here and there? If that's ten thousand or twenty thousand, doesn't <laughs> yeah, they all taste too hot to me. So. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Hey, coming up next Saturday, uh, we'll be uh, thanking everybody for coming out to the kids' gardening class at Mill Burgers. It's going to be on bugs, uh, all kinds of fun stuff and bugs, and uh, these are this is a popular one, so uh, come on out and uh, be there. But you need to make your reservation. There is no cost, but you need to RSVP by calling 497-3760, And And wear your insect spray, too? Or uh, no? I think you'll be okay. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. need to do that. Huh? So we'll, we'll get more information from Trace on that one. Uh, but that's, yeah, coming up uh, here at the nursery. They do it every... Uh, oh, and there's Speak of Trace. Here he is. We were just talking about the bug uh, class. Yeah, Mary's been uh, been studying up, so it ought to be a really interesting class. Yeah. I've, I've already learned a lot, and we haven't even done it yet. Yeah, well, we had Mary, um, due to her studying, we had her uh, rush up here and correct us one time on a on a diagnosis we Only made once. on an insect. And, of course, she turned out to be mm-hmm. correct, and we were not correct. Um, so... And that's that's part of the uh, the neat thing about the staff here at Millburger is we've got a lot of uh, excellent uh, gardeners and folks that continue to increase their knowledge and are are interested in uh, giving you good advice. So even when we're not here, uh, the staff and Trace can uh, do a good job for you. Follow that now. You're turn, yeah. Trace. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now then he'll come up with some plan of the week that is some strange I'm, thing. <laughs> I don't know. This is actually not strange. Um, I, I think we've done a version of this before, but college football season is about to start pretty soon, sort of. And so there's an Esperanza. If you live in a split house, oh, there's an Esperanza that right now is UT Orange. And then when the weather cools off for fall, it's Aggie Maroon. Hmm. So uh, it's behind you over here. But uh, it's kind of a, a unique Esperanza. The foliage is a little smaller. The blooms are a little smaller, but it's still very prolific. And uh, it actually will only get to about five feet. Is that the one they call the Texas Higher Education Esperanza? Sure. <laughs> Let me get you the exact name. Hold on. <laughs> I thought he was going to say that the University of Texas one. What is it called? Golden Fire? Bells of Fire. Bells of Fire, that's right. So we did, we did, we actually planted one last year in one of the whiskey barrels because 
see the color change happen, mm-hmm. and it it did. It was uh, uh-huh. miraculous, uh, and there was a couple of points where it had both colors. Oh, how on, cool! On the plant at the same time. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so you know the origin of the parents, don't you? I'm sure you do, and you're about to tell us. Well, there you go. It's a, from San Antonio. Even better. It uh, when we saw it, when we saw it was the color was you know burnt orange. We uh, shipped it out to uh, Arizona. Is that, is that where y'all got those plants from? Uh, these were more local than that. But, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. But uh, they did some. Uh, they took some of the progeny that we had. Uh, we were developing. Well, I say we. James Spivey there uh, had worked with uh, Esperanza and Mr. We were trying to get Mr. Moy to work for. Her, we never could relate to him uh, the importance of uh, yeah, you crossing can't, you Esperanza. Can't eat it. You can't eat it. So. And so, uh, but James Spivey took up the deal, and he had, he had developed, had, had collected several different species, and uh, and so when he uh, when he quit, uh, stopped working at the uh, San Antonio Botanical Garden, uh, they were going to throw all those plants away. So as usual, I, uh, I adopted them and kept them at the greenhouse, and finally we got. I wasn't. We weren't actively breeding Esperanza, but uh, we had several selections, and so uh, we sent those out to a, a, a nursery in uh, Arizona, and they, where they had an active breeding program. And uh, this one, it's it's a it's it's a, it's what it uh, it's. Called a dwarf, and it's and it could, could uh, it considered a dwarf. It doesn't say it, but it, only five feet. I'd call it a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 smaller than uh, gold star. Gold star Esperanza is in its lineage, but uh, but uh, it has a smaller bloom, a more tubular bloom than than does a gold star. But uh, it's it's an unusual plant, and. Uh, might might make a nice uh, container plant. Oh yeah, yeah, like a corner at the corner near the in if in, in one of those hot sun kind of situations, um, corner of the house, because uh, it could being an Esperanza, it can probably take that western sun and and then it'll be kind of an interesting. So uh, we've got about a dozen, and mm-hmm. they're twenty four ninety nine. So if you again, if you have one of those split houses, or if you just like to see color changes uh-huh. in the so movie. split houses mean you have an Aggie and a UT yeah. person. Huh? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought I thought maybe you it could it could be a celebration also of somebody who s- couldn't get into A and M at first, started at UT, and then finally got into A and M, and so oh, there the man. so there the plant is to celebrate that. <laughs> Victory and uh, no, that, accomplishment. That wouldn't happen. So, <laughs> so clearly it's not that. All right. <laughs> but if you want a regular Gold Star Esperanza for a cheaper price than that. We do have those, too. You have those now on sale. Uh, 12-inch pot, regularly $25. 
on sale for $20. Yeah, there. And they're looking good and blooming yeah. good. They're blooming all over town. Yeah, and I, I next my article next Saturday is on uh, what's blooming now. And I put Poinciana number one. I mean, it's hard to oh, see yeah. that. That is spectacular this year. And then number two is Gold Star. And, of course, we... What's three? Farbush or Lantana? Or am I, I actually put the, I actually put the the Lantana. I don't usually write about the Lantanas, but I did New Gold this year. Uh, and then I was trying to remember what else. I was, there was a, at least one more, uh, a fourth one that I can't remember what I wrote about. Thrallis maybe or no? The Thrallis in my neighborhood is uh, suffering a little bit from the drought. You know, you don't think of having to water them but when you, like in my yard where i've got thoralis right next in the same bed with uh esperanza the esperanza is obviously prospering more from the huh. no no irrigation on either of them but uh, that's good now the thoralis didn't uh wasn't subjected to the freeze as bad as the Esperanza, you know, got frozen back pretty well and came back. But that that that's interesting if anybody else has had a different experience. But I have seen, just like you mentioned, I have seen Thoralis that's really looking good, too. Maybe they got a little rain or their soil was better than mine, my soil or something. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And uh, if you're interested in getting the, uh, what was it called again? Bells of Fire. Bells, Bells of, of Fire, fire. Uh, and you can't make it today because there are only 14. Is that what you said, about, about, about that many? Uh, give or take, yeah. Okay. Call 497-3760, 497-3760, and they'll put them aside for you. you just call them and tell them, hey, I want one of those, and uh, I'll be in there tomorrow or Monday. All right, 497-3760. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and I'm smiling inside because I get to tell you something you've been waiting to hear a long time. Fall tomatoes are at Millburgers. That's right. Head on over to Millburgers where you'll find varieties that are specially chosen because they do well in this area. Those are the ones that Millburgers carries. These include Celebrity or Tycoon, HM1823, that's last year's Rodeo Tomato, Sweet Cherry, Valley Girl, and more. Ready? Fall tomatoes, four and a half inch pot, now just a dollar ninety nine over at Millburgers. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Mexican bush sage or Thoralis, Gold Star Esperanza. You see them blooming all around town right now. Gold Star Esperanza are on sale for just nineteen eighty eight in a twelve inch pot. You'll even find Texas sage and you ready for this Meyer lemon and Mexican lime on sale. 50% off, now just sixteen eighty-eight in the 12-inch pot at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Homestead Handcrafts, the most unique craft mall with the finest handcrafts, collectibles, and antiques in San Antonio with over 300 different vendors. You'll find an amazing variety of treasures that change weekly. Homestead Handcrafts can dress you and your home inside and out. It's the ultimate craft show, open seven days a week. Homestead Handcrafts with two locations to serve you, on Thousand Oaks at El Sendero and Blanco Road near Panther Springs Park, north of 1604. 
HomesteadHandcrafts.com. Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager, and the answer is it doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210-590-7878. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, this is Jan Johnson, host of Project One, where weekly we connect you with a nonprofit organization that is making a difference in the lives of those who just need a little extra support or encouragement. Project One is to connect one person, one hour, and one life is changed through volunteering and mentoring opportunities offered by these amazing organizations. We want to invite you to come and meet them at our Project One Mixer this Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Documation Headquarters off of Loop 1604 and Lock Hill Selma. To RSVP, please go to this station's website and click on the tab Project One to RSVP today. Come and meet with 12 organizations that are needing someone just like you, or maybe a family or even a business, to find out how you can get involved with these organizations. Come out and meet with them. So go to the station's website, click on the tab Project One, and RSVP your spot today. And bring a friend or bring your family or bring even maybe some of your co-workers. And we'll see you this Wednesday at 4 p.m. at Documation. One hour, one person, one life changed. Will that be you? Attention job seekers. The Lackland Air Force Base Chapel is seeking a multimedia and graphic designer. Applicants will be charged to manage all aspects of the Lackland Chaplain Corps' website, including all print media, PowerPoint, and media shout projects, plus other assigned multimedia projects. An associate or bachelor's of arts is preferred, but certification in graphic design will be considered and a background check is required. Learn more on the community calendar at 930amtheanswer.com or call Staff Sergeant Bibikin at 210 and welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and uh, we'll take your calls when you give us a call at 308-8867. What, 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 what? There's that, there's that uh, Esperanza that uh, Trace is talking about. Is that the one? Now, that's more of a Tennessee orange. I don't know if that's the same one. Oh, yes, it is. He pointed <laughs> it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she got one. She's smart. Yeah. Must, but, be, uh, must be from UT. It is a little different. I'll bet there is some variation. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he, he mentioned it sometimes. There's a combination of the two colors. But the, the, the main thing we were it's looking for. It's a pretty for, color. main thing we were looking for with those Esperanzas is uh, compactness, in other words, small plant, and also ster- sterility. In other words, no seed pods. Hmm. And uh, I, I don't think that one has very many seed pods, as I remember. Well, you know, sterility was not a issue with the Purple Martins this year. 
Uh, they, this was a big. That was a segue. Uh, Man, that was a segue. Is, uh, <laughs> this is a, a, This is really a big, a big year for Martins, and I'm uh, sure a lot of folks out there that have Martin houses will uh, verify that. But uh, my article uh, this this Saturday is uh, talking about the Mar- Martins of left the houses and they're going to the assembly points and uh, I thought by now they'd all be heading south to South America but some of them are still assembling and uh, haven't left the area yet but the young have all left uh, now when they assemble you say they're assembled do they get on the houses again yeah they'll sit on the houses Uh, a lot of times they will sit on the wires in a or they'll be by like a pond, or they all uh-huh. wires along the pond. But uh, yeah, in my neighborhood, there's they've come back fewer and fewer, and then they'll be. I won't see them for three days, and I'll say, okay, they're all gone now. And then there'll be seven or eight back. come back again, again too. Because my in my column, I'm saying uh, now is the time to take the houses down and clean them out, and then leave them down. And if you can, if you've got the, the covers for the holes, right. that's even better. But uh, the sparrows will continue to use them and uh, produce more nests if you leave them up. I can't believe he's so against sparrows. I thought he loved all birds. I Apparently mean, not sparrows. I mean, when you can't have and they're Martin, finches too, you know. Oh, are they? When you can't have well, can't have Martins, you might as well have sparrows, right? Evidently, when they came to one of the finch reunions, and sparrows, sparrows were not welcome after that. Sparrows eat insects, and things they like do. That. Well, English sparrows, we should say, say <laughs> rather than American sparrows. But uh, then, what do you say? The English sparrows do what? English rather than Eng- American. Well, American sparrows don't don't nest in the in the bo- in oh, houses. Oh, they, the English so the English sparrows do. Yeah, they're a colony nester too. So they're the ones that get. If your Martin houses were like mine, you got, you know, each one each house had a few English sparrow nests. Yeah. Then when the Martins left, now there's five or six sparrow houses. See. Yeah, I have to admit I'm I'm uh, discriminating <laughs> against the English sparrows. So. <laughs> but uh, give me, uh, if you if you got a report or if you're still seeing uh, Martins around your neighborhood, uh, give us a call. Let us uh, let us know. Uh, then the other thing we talked about were uh, Jerry and I. Uh, every summer we talk about the bird bass, and uh, if you want to observe the birds in the summertime, plus you want to help them out, uh, bird bath is the way to do it, and. Uh, you don't have to worry about mosquitoes, because with the birds splashing and the evaporation, yeah, you can refill it twice a day if you want to. Yeah, I can't, I can't keep mine filled up fast enough. It's a, it's a cement bird bath. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they, they dry out faster than. I do. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Mason, masonry, they do. Yeah, masonry. I, I list as being. Most desirable, the, you know, the grip. The birds have the grip on there and everything. But you're right; they uh, they kind of uh, breathe, and the moisture does evaporate. I've got uh, at least one bird bath that's just a garbage can cover, and the birds like that too. 
And then there's lots of plastic ones out there. Mm-hmm. That garbage can one is for the sparrows. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't spend uh, any money on this. What can we do with it? I give it to the sparrows. Yeah. Uh, the English ones. Ah, oh, those English sparrows. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Imported sparrows. <laughs> That's right. But, and uh, then the other, the other thing in the article is the hummingbird feeders. Now it's the, the um, hummingbird uh, a lot of them have uh, raised their young, mm-hmm. and so they're a lot less territorial. Or at least you'll get the young to the to the feeders for a while. There in the early spring, they were the parents with their nests near your feeders were kind of driving everything off. But now you should get plenty of uh, birds. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Now well, you had said that a couple of weeks ago, and I keep forgetting to do it. But it's uh, watching the hummingbirds is such a treat. It really yeah. is. It's fun. I mean. And uh, if you can put it near, so we put ours, uh, so the couch faces a French door, and there's a window on the French door you can see out, and we put it right where we can see, and you can you can actually be distracted from the TV if you're, uh, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah That's a dream. what you're watching, man. That's Come true. On, man. <laughs> well, and you're young, Milton. We don't have cable. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. For kids, for kids, too, if you got, uh, if you're... Grandparent age, like I am, and uh, grand, uh, youngsters come, or the neighbor kids, um, they they get fascinated by those hummingbirds. There's enough action there that it keeps keeps uh, you know keeps them occupied, and uh, they ask a lot of questions. Yeah. About where you know why do they keep coming back, and what are they getting there? And you, uh, it's an opportunity too to help out the honeybees. Uh, I've seen a few few honeybees, mostly on the flowers this year, but uh, I haven't seen a lot of them in hummingbird feeders. Fire ants find them too, though. No. Oh. Uh, so I just keep moving mine around a little bit on the. Eaves. Oh, that's a good idea. The birds don't have any trouble uh, finding them if yeah. I move them, and just just like you, I think that's one of the most important things is to put the the feeders where they can be observed. Uh, looks like we might have a question coming up, but yeah. I can't tell. They got a bag full of either stuff. that or the their or dog just, went potty. Oh, it could be that too. They don't have a dog. Oh, oh, they 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 lost their dog in the. Yeah. All they have is the potty. <laughs> yeah, they get the potty. Yeah, yeah right. your column today uh, talked about hummingbirds as well as martins uh, on on uh, in section C on the. Talked about purple martins head home to head home, and then at the bottom of that, it talked about hummingbird feeders and uh, talk about uh, the best uh, best feeders, which is the name of the best feeders is best feeder. Best one. Well, that's they're a, a protein best, manufacturer. Best, yeah, best one feeders and Perky Perky Pet brand, and uh, you talk about mixing how to mix the sugar. Mix, mix the uh, deal, and there's, uh, there's also some, if you don't want to fool with mixing the deal, but there there's also some pre-mixed uh, solutions that you can buy. Yeah, and then Bill. I think Bill, we have some here in Millburg. Yeah, and uh, Bill Schumann from uh, Well Birds, and all the Well Bird, uh, Well uh, Birds Unlimited. Yeah. They all have uh, pre-mix. pre-mix, if you want to use that, too. And then he has a preservative. Uh, well, that's right. He was telling us about that, so that you don't have to change the water quite as often. Or well, the- yeah, but he's still, 
I do mine once a week. Well, that's not bad. Rinse it, yeah. I think the preservative gives it two or three days. Yeah. Um, what he said. But uh, once a work, once a week works uh, uh, pretty well, and the birds keep becoming seem to be coming back. So, and you can mi- you can mix one of the neatest, easiest ways to do it is you mix it mix it a gallon at a time. Get a gallon container, milk container, or what? Yeah, yeah. Or lemonade container or something, and you just mix it, and then you can just if you you know you just refill. Just, just refrigerating it. Yeah. Keep okay. It refrigerated. That's pretty easy. And the hummingbirds like the refrigerated water. Oh, I bet that's cool. Ooh. Oh, this lounge and lounge. Well, you laugh about that, but uh, (laughs) you... Look at the sparrows. (laughs) (laughs) They they do seem to uh, be impatient with you when it's empty or while they're waiting waiting for a refill uh, to come up. (laughs) All right, so I'll get my feeders up. Good. 308. Uh, now, what was the recommendation? Was it 3 to 1 or 4 to 1? 4 to 1. 4 to 1. Four that's, to what, one. that's what Bill said? Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah one part of sugar good. with four parts of water by volume. And, can, and, and I believe there's been some, well, I think there's some advocates there that say don't don't mix it any more potent than that. or That's a good good mix because it's got enough nutrition in there to, to serve the Job. And I can't remember why it's an it's an issue if it's more sugar than that. Bad for the kidneys. Gives them diabetes. Actually, it was. I think he said they couldn't metabolize it. It was too yeah. much. Yeah. And I I hadn't seen any research like diabetes. that. Diabetes. You know these these hummingbirds are pre-diabetic. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> they don't exercise enough. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they seem to exercise quite a bit. Yeah. It takes buzzing, a lot of work. buzzing wing. It takes a lot of work to be a hummingbird. Hey, our number is 308-8867, 308-8867. So if you've got a hummingbird story, a Martin story, want to talk gardening with us, give us a call, 308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. Lots of fun stuff on sale. Uh, here at the nursery, uh, including a uh, Jerry, you mentioned the uh, Esperanza, Esperanza, yeah, and uh, uh, citrus. He's done it again with the Ooh, citrus. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, Meyer lemon and Mexican lime save over fifty percent. Yeah, it's a great deal. That's a great deal. And those two are, I know, I, I would guess Jerry would um, vote his favorite to be Satsuma, but those those two are my favorite. I think I take the Meyer lemon as the uh, I, th- I think you have more uh, I have more use. Uh, I drink a lot of iced tea, okay, and so that's why I use a lot of lemons and limes. And, uh, and Calvin actually furnished me. Yeah, a bunch of limes. limes last year. And I guess too, you harvest them over a much longer period than the That's true. Satsumas. That's true. Now, now we you've always trying to encourage people to start to harvest earlier. Because they're they're tasty, usually like six seven weeks before a lot of people harvest yeah, them. Yeah, in October. Yeah, and so if you, it's more useful if you use them up uh, as they're available rather than try to use them all at once. 
Hey, I want to uh, get to Sharon real quick, and we'll come back to the the uh, citrus on sale. She's on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hey there, Sharon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, we're not we're not hearing Sharon. Is she there? Okay. She's talking softly if she's there. Man. Yes, like she's that? very, very softly. Is that Sharon? Yeah, I've heard her. Sharon, you there? Yes, I am. There you Hello? are. What's going on, Sharon? We got you. You're on the air. How can we help you? Um, I'm going to trim off a lemon tree, and I'm curious if you can propagate that. No. You can no. you can only only propagate it by coming to Millburgers <laughs> and uh, getting them on sale. I already Blue got milk. the lemon tree. I just need to cut it. <laughs> I know, but what what are you going to propagate it for if you've already got one? To have another. Because that's fun. So well, that's what I'm. It? That's what I'm saying. The, they can be they they are propagated by cuttings. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, the, you have to have a mist bed. In other words, you have to have continuous water squirting on them for high, two uh, high humidity high humidity especially high humidity. at this time of the year okay so and so and it, it takes a it takes a long time to get them to it's not like producing suit uh, size yeah they're slow is, growers they're woody woody plants is that all times of year or just now that's all times of the year so they're not that easy to propagate no if, okay. with, without without the proper equipment, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they and they even with the proper equipment, they take a long time. We tried to get uh, when we were putting the satsumas on the market. We uh, tried to get the uh, color spot out here uh, uh, south. Yeah. West west of town to uh, propagate. And we we gave them all the cuttings that they wanted, and the most success they had was the spring, spring, uh, you know, right after the flush of growth in the spring. Uh-huh. But uh, it, it took so long to grow them that that's why they're most of them are budded now. Oh, okay. But uh, the uh, the the Changshaw the. Um, uh, Orange frost and lemon frost and uh, all those are were at one at the, in the beginning they were on the uh, they were on their own root system they were they were gra- they were rooted mm-hmm. but uh, for the homeowner to do that that would take a long period of time besides that like I said they're on sale now for fifty percent off and uh, a twelve inch pot. Was regularly forty dollars, and now it's uh, seventeen dollars. So, uh, that that that'll put you way ahead of the game from trying to root a cutting. Okay. I didn't really need another one that bad. <laughs> oh, you did. You just didn't want to waste the wood, huh? Yeah, that was just. I'm I know. Just I know. Okay. okay if you want to play, if you want, if you want to play around with it. Um, uh, like I said, I don't recommend it because uh, your success is going to be minimum. But uh, root it like you would root a rose. 
That, uh-huh. that's, that's described on uh, plantanswers.com under, uh, I think it's under propagation. And, okay. And uh, there's, there's several descriptions of how to root roses. And so that's that's the way you would try to root citrus, using new wood, this year's okay. wood. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, good luck to you. Thanks, okay, Sharon. thank you very much. Bye-bye. You take care. we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and I'm smiling inside because I get to tell you something you've been waiting to hear a long time. Fall tomatoes are at Millburgers. That's right. Head on over to Millburgers where you'll find varieties that are specially chosen because they do well in this area. Those are the ones that Millburgers carries. These include Celebrity or Tycoon, HM 1823, that's last year's Rodeo Tomato, Sweet Cherry, Valley Girl, and more. Ready? Fall tomatoes, four and a half inch pot, now just a dollar ninety nine over at Millburgers. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Mexican bush sage or Theralis. Gold Star Esperanza, you see them blooming all around town. Right now, Gold Star Esperanza are on sale for just nineteen eighty eight in a twelve inch pot. You'll even find Texas sage and you ready for this Meyer lemon and Mexican lime on sale. 50% off, now just sixteen eighty eight in the 12-inch pot at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Brooks Academy is a tuition-free public charter school district with four campuses all around San Antonio. Brooks Academy inspires learners to rise and exceed with 21st century skills, embracing technology-rich, project-based learning. Brooks Academy offers a STEM-focused curriculum, the new sports leadership and management five state-of-the-art technology and science labs. Enrolling now for pre-K through 12th grade. Apply at brooksacademy.org. That's brooksacademy.org. Genie Bath Systems right here in Military City, USA, supports our military and backs it up. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Now's the time to be proud in the home of the brave. Genie Bath Systems delivers quality to your home with made-in-the-USA walk-in showers and tubs at 30% less than the competition and installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling. The Genie Bath Systems promise is treating all our listeners with respect, staying within your budget, and making sure you don't have to remodel or repair your bathroom for the rest of your life. Check out their incredible warranty at GenieBathSystems.com and all veterans and active duty military get a 20% discount. Call for a free quote and when you purchase a new Genie Bath Systems walk-in shower you'll receive a second bathroom 50% off. If your bathtub isn't becoming to you, you should be coming to Genie Bath Systems. Call them at 210-739-1372 210-739-1372 or visit their beautiful showroom off of Broadway on Freedom Drive, GenieBathSystems.com San Antonio is Military City, USA. And 9.30 a.m. The Answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City, USA Radio, Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City, USA Radio, Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We know what elected Donald Trump to the White House better than any other candidate. He understood how to bring jobs back to America. 
And we will celebrate this effort on Tuesday, July 25th, when we broadcast live from, from the, the White House. House in our first ever Made in America tour. Beginning with Hugh Hewitt in the morning, join the Salem Radio Network for this historic day live from the White House. Made in America, sponsored by Sergio Martinez and Help You Sell and Robin Hoppus of Big State Financial, here on 930 AM, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt may not know everything, but he definitely knows one thing. Don't go to meetings with Russia. Now, there are a lot of things Donald Trump Jr. and Paul Manafort and Jared Kushner know that I don't know. Donald Trump Jr. probably knows ROIs on land in Cabo. I, however, know you don't go to meetings with Russians. Everybody in D.C. is a spy, and they still are, right? The Soviet Union is gone, but they're all spies. So you don't go to meetings with them. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Y'all had a couple questions off the air. What was the, uh, you were doing something on, um, was it the hibiscus food? I, I couldn't hear. Oh, I was, uh, and this is a real common question. I've had a number of them. I'll bet Jerry has, too. All of my hibiscus are just blooming really well, except... And and my and this last week it's been yellow, and I yeah, and I I said well yellow is traditionally the toughest and the shortest bloom period the most sensitive, and all the varieties can be very different. The fancier you get, then the I'm thinking the the pink is the easiest. I mean the blooms longest. Are we talking about per tropical hibiscus? Tropical, yeah, 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 and. Uh, but there's uh, there's hundreds of different varieties. But I think I think generally the yellow is is the toughest. I told him he could try moving it in a little less sun. But I I thought usually they start holding their blooms when in August or when the, the nighttime temperatures drop just a little bit. Yeah. Neil Sperry had a question on this. Oh, did then the same thing? He said, uh, my tropical hibiscus plants in pots have leaves that turn yellow and drop off. Uh, new, li- new leaves are produced, but they, d- they do the same thing. I see aphids on the leaves, and I've used several different insecticides, all to no avail. What should I be doing? And Neil answers, uh, leaf drop with tropical hibiscus in pots is very common. The most com- frequent cause is when the plants are allowed to become slightly root-bound and then slightly dry once in a while. Once in a while. 100-degree heat. Yeah, 100-degree heat. That's, that's what we're talking about. Their natural inclination is to drop leaves, usually the lowest ones first. They will also abort many of their flower buds with, uh, without fully opening them. When that happens to my plants, I usually repot them to larger pots, and when possible, move them into a spot that gets a little bit more shade from the hot afternoon sun. But you can't overdo it, of course, because uh, they need sunlight to bloom. Said I only use a high nitrogen water soluble plant food to keep them growing vigorously. What's up? 
As for the as for the aphids, uh, since the biscuits are sensitive to several common insecticides, I typically try to wash them off with a hard stream of water. I don't believe they have uh, have caused the leaf drop, so it's just a fluctuating uh, fluctuating water is what is what the main problem is. But uh, that can be a problem. Uh, also. Uh, because because water is becoming such an issue, especially with the hot temperatures and things like that, uh, uh, Calvin mentioned that uh, in his digging now, uh, right there by uh, Neil Spears' column, uh, it says peach and plum trees ha- had a rough time this year because of insufficient chill hours and hot, dry summer. If their fruit buds are going to form this summer for the production next spring, they need to be irrigated every two weeks or more frequently. And uh, I, I, I mentioned that on, on peaches and plums. That's true. But, uh, of course, I, I treasure my satsuma trees more, more than anything else. And this is a... Uh, Last year was an off year because of overproduction. They're alternate bears. In other words, they bear one year, and then they have a sparse fruit, if any, fruit uh, the second year. Well, my, I'm in I'm in the uh, uh, heavy fruit section production, and my my citrus are planted on the south side of the house, in a very shallow shallow to no soil. Uh, so uh, I have to really watch it, uh, especially when I've got a heavy fruit load, uh, to keep those watered uh, at least once a week with an inch of water once a week uh, because they're big trees. They're big trees, and they need need at least an inch of water a week. Uh, and uh, I've, I've got uh, the way I would gauge mine of course that's not a good gauge but when you're asian jasmine i have asian jasmine planted all around it and uh when that asian jasmine begins to wilt when asian jasmine wilts you're have no water melting you're uh, you're out of water and so uh, when the asian jasmine begins to wilt around the citrus then i know that uh i better go ahead and uh and irrigate it in a hurry so uh, with uh, with uh, water restrictions and things like that, you're 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 warned that uh, of course I, you can water use a handheld hose, but uh, because my tree is so big, I, I I sprinkle in an area a large area around the tree because that's where the roots the active root system is, and so. Uh, since since we're reminded that we only have a once a week water day, yeah, uh, that can be a, a a key to watering your 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 trees as well. And of course, the, now's the time to talk about the talk about use of mulches uh, around trees and shrubs. Uh, uh, two to two to three inches of mulch around. Uh, trees and shrubs at this time of year after you've watered uh, because you want the you want the uh, 
you want the mulch, you want the water or the wet soil to be beneath the uh, beneath the mulch. Uh, Neil Sperry and I were in a conversation several weeks ago about I, I had mentioned around crepe myrtles to put around three to four inches of mulch, and he wrote an article on mulches about uh, sometimes when you get it too thick. Right, that the, the, the water doesn't penetrate readily, and and that's true. So uh, he 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 believes more that uh, a two to three inches, with the two inches being the best, uh, a mulch around plants at this time of the year is is better to let the water percolate through, and also to conserve to uh, inhibit uh, evaporation from the soil. So uh, if you haven't mulched around your mature trees and and uh, plants and things like that, this is this is the time this is the time of the year to do it uh, when you're trying to conserve water and uh, and also keep the plants moist. And of course, mulching mulching temperatures uh, mulching reduces temperatures too of the soil. Yeah, I was wondering. It reduces that. soil temperatures. And so, uh, as we can testify, sitting out here on the porch, uh, it can be hot. We mm-hmm. we, we need a uh, to reduce that soil temperature however we can, and that of course reducing the soil temperature also uh, reduces the uh, evaporation as well. So uh, so, so now's the time to mulch and uh, and and keep those trees, even even the mature trees, watered. Uh, uh, once a week now. I wonder if there's a formula. We'll have to, if you don't know, we'll have to ask Mark Peterson about how much water it takes to penetrate based on the level of the mulch. mulch. So if you've got two inches, you've got to water an inch to get it to go through and get into the soil. Or how much is lost? There must be some formula. We can't be the only people to... Yeah, this. yeah and are. so if you have four inches <laughs> then you got to have a you know a two inch rain or oh yeah before it'll yeah. go through now, i think neil's right that that uh and then i'd be curious four, too four inches is too much do you think that it makes a difference so if it's two inches all right and then you go so you're trying to control the evaporation and maintain the moisture right. does it may is there a sort of a diminishing point of return where three inches is not that more and four inches is definitely not that more or is every inch that you can add uh, helps you uh no i th- i think neil was saying that uh that uh, two inches is a so uh, sort of like a balance he seemed, yeah. seemed to be that you're going to get rain in there or or when you water it'll be efficient but right well uh when, if mark ever comes back to the show we'll have to ask him or we'll ask no him. he's not coming back i know we really made him mad that last time <laughs> all right james is on the line at 308 8867 308-8867 hi james welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how you doing today oh just fine and thanks for taking my Both call sides of the sure what's going on uh, I have uh, two questions for the uh, the doctors, uh, and first question is: If you were only allowed to plant one plant for the hummingbirds, what would it be? 
For the hummingbirds? One plant for the hummingbirds. Uh, if you're only allowed to plant one, what would it be? I would plant zinnias. Oh, quit it. Um, oh, come on, guys. That's <laughs> a long, it's a long, long season. And if you got a, if you got anybody out there that's got zinnias in their garden, know that you can always, if you got hummingbirds, you always see the zinnias. Hummingbirds have the zinnias just like the butterflies. But there's a lot of good ones, like firebush. But firebush is a short season bloomer, relatively short. Um, uh, the the one we've been talking about, the f- uh, flame acanthus, mm-hmm. is another one, but that's kind of a it's a little longer uh, season. But that's that's a good one. Um, I Mex- think firebush Ma- Ma- would be my favorite for a perennial for firebush for a perennial. Oh, okay. Except, except mine's just starting to bloom. Huh. But the hummingbirds are just starting to get active. Oh, no. Well, oh, they've been active. I mean, they've been active since March. The firebush we had at the greenhouse has been blooming for months. Yeah, oh. if you could get it to bloom. But they come in March. So if you get, you know, uh, oh, our cross, cross vine is where you usually see them the first time. Because uh, it, it's covered with blooms and they love it, but it doesn't bloom very long. So there's, there's it'd be there's easier, no answer, ju- easier. It James, sounds like if there's no answer. Yeah, yeah, it'd be easier if you're willing to do five. Well, uh, or it sounds like if you uh, broke it into season, you could do it. Yeah, hey, what's your second question, James? We have to go to a break in a minute. I want to see if we can help you before we do that. Uh, one of my tomato customers wanted to know if the figs I was selling were those big ones, and I said no. They're the medium-sized ones. Uh, what What are the big figs she's talking about? What variety is that? Uh, the Fanix is the one called Blue Giant, and uh, Brown Turkey has a tendency that's to that's be. That's what I'm figs. selling. Is the Brown oh, Turkey? Oh, that what you're selling, Brown Turkey? And they're not big enough for her. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I never had anybody ask me, "Are they the big ones?" And I don't know how to answer that question. Well, say Are they yes. The big ones? Yes. There, yeah. The okay. <laughs> all right. It's all relative. The Celeste, uh, now that's compared to Celeste, which is a little sugar fig. They're called a sugar sugar fig, and it's uh-huh. it's half size of uh, of uh, brown turkey. But then there's some that are twice the size of brown turkey too. Like what? We're I don't that? remember what uh, what's the one Fanic says that blue the blue giant I mentioned. Oh. And th- and that's and then what's the next biggest one besides that Fanix? Um, <laughs> you need to stick with brown turkey. So okay, so I'll just tell them old women. Our mission. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's one called one. Mission, but I I think Mission and that's, Brown Turkey about the same size. Yeah, Mission's hey, yeah. got, got that open end. James, yeah. I got about ten seconds before I get got to go to the news. Okay. Okay. All right, man. All right. We'll take a break. Personal problem. (laughs) Be back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The answer. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. You can keep talking. Uh, 308-8867, the number to call, 308-8867. Calvin was nice enough to answer a question from someone who didn't want to be on the air. and You said he had a crepe myrtle issue? Yeah, and, then we, and this, this is last few weekends we've had at least one every weekend. And that they, uh, the 100-degree heat, you know, after we, we've been spoiled for two, three years where we've gotten good moisture and then some of some of them are uh, just drying out. And this particular one, that, that looked to me like that was the issue. He even had some Bermuda grass around him that was even dry. And if Bermuda grass is dry, oh yeah, then uh, that's an indicator plant. Yeah, and so, but the em- the emphasis has to be we're trying to get everybody to think in terms of just putting that hose in on the plant. To, you know, this first time for like an hour. We're at the base of Yeah, the, let, it, let yeah. it run and then move it to the next one. Um, and a lot of people like to just hold the hose, you know, but that turns out to be like a three-minute. Yeah, you can't hold it yeah. long enough um, So that's to soak in. And uh, mulch, if you, you know, this once you get that ground wet, and then you can put the mulch over the top of it to, to slow down the evaporation. But that one watering isn't going to do it. you got to, I suggested that do it twice the first week and then at least and once a week until the weather breaks a little bit or you start seeing some growth. Crepe myrtles are not fast to react either like no, some other plants no, are. No. And I know people are frustrated because I see some that are just, Blooming up the stem. Oh, full of blooms. And we've had calls with other people who are having, and I'm guessing they weren't trimmed. They are in full sun, the ones I've seen. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, so I'm guessing that can be frustrating to drive down, like, uh, the street and see all these ones in bloom, and yours are not blooming yet. Especially if they're in your neighbor's yard. That, that yeah, really oh, that would make you angry. Yeah. Mm, they're stealing my blooms. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're stealing the nutrients from my soil, so there's a bloom. But uh, one one thing we're talking about water, and I talked about water. My satsuma, I know what shallow soils it's in. But uh, I would say, and we 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 went through this during the drought period when we had four to five years of drought. Uh, we made the statement that uh, any tree that you have planted within the last I think we settled on five two? years. Oh, you, uh, I think it was five years. I think a lot of lately we've been saying two two years, uh, because once the rains start, then you get more you get less liberal, right. less liberal. Yeah, I think, you, and it depends on the plant too. Yeah, fruit trees are pretty susceptible. Crape myrtles seem to be in some soils. Calvin says in uh, in digging it now, one of his things says watch shrubs and trees. That have been planted within the last two years. You said two years. Closely, if they show signs of we a water wilting, water them directly at the trunk with the hose. With the hose, root root systems are slow to expand in the heat, and the root balls are prone to dry out. So uh, that that's a very important statement there. So if you if you just planted trees and shrubs and this goes for shrub and those two if you got shrubs around the house 
and you've got an automatic watering system watering the grass, that's not watering the shrubs, okay? Just get that out of your mind. You people always say, my shrubs look like hell, but I've got an automatic watering system, but you're not, you've got, you can either put a, a slow running drip system behind the plants. Uh, that's where I saw my problem with, with, uh, with Burford, with Dwarf Yupon Holly. And, uh, I, I just put a drip system around it and, uh, I I hooked it up to the the water faucet in so, such a way that every time the water faucet would run, like I I, I don't have an automatic water system, but every time the water water pl- would be turned on, they would get dripped, okay, and then I, and then I of course I had a way I could uh, give them extra water too, and that solved my problem with the holly. I would be so uh, so sure how how tough hollies are, and, and somebody uh, we'll probably have some people bringing hollies in uh, with uh, leaves browning and and yellowing and and look like they got diseases and everything else. But I I've made the statement that the only way that you can kill a jo- holly. Is not watered. It's dried out. Now I don't know. I don't. I don't think you can overwater it. I mean, during the wet spells, they seem to flourish, especially especially in those uh, shallow soils. If it's been in there a while, I've seen some where where they planted in an area where like the it was bordered with concrete or something, and it was like a well or a pond. yeah. Now, if they've been in there for a long time, that usually indicates that they got roots uh, going uh, everywhere, and so yeah. you, you can't overwater them. But if they're bringing new, even in that situation, you could have it soggy. Now, in a drought, you get you get deceived though too in a drought in a situation like that, right. because you it's easy to water them. It's like watering a container, and then the minute uh, gets really dry. Uh, or gets wet, it gets wet, then it becomes a well, and that can be a problem. But a lot of experiment. That's too why we we mention quite often, you know, that the symptoms for drought and for uh, wet, too much water, are pretty much the same. Now you usually have an indication when it's a hundred degrees and it hasn't rained for. <laughs> It's usually you tend to uh, uh, guess that it's it's drought, <laughs> yeah. but earlier in the spring, you know, a lot of times we did guess that maybe this is one of those situations where the water wasn't draining and it was getting too much. But uh, can be, can be either, and that's why sometimes digging a little bit around the soil just to, or a leak. I've seen leaks in systems where. Now, if it's 100 degree out and you got a pretty well-drained soil, even a leak in the system yeah. probably wouldn't hurt a well-established plant. But. People always say, can I plant over a septic system? You know, I said, good Lord, yes. I mean, you know, for especially the, the roots will kind of gravitate to that septic system. Dad, this spring, some folks with uh, those uh, septic systems that were self- Processing, yeah. whatever you call those. 
Some of those had some problems with the aerobic uh, system. Or? Aerobic systems, oh, okay. yeah. So that, but that that is a ongoing issue with an aerobic system. You got to constantly stay alert and make sure that the water is going where you expect it. The soil is well drained. That's a that's another whole issue. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> Neil had a somebody write in. <laughs> Said I'm having trouble with ants eating my tomatoes. Oh. Ants on the plants. <clears throat> they bore into the tops of the fruit just as they start to ripen. What can I do, use? First of all, hmm. ants what? don't eat tomatoes. I wouldn't expect ants, ants are. In other words, they come along after something has uh, poked a hole in it or they've cracked and, uh, and some of the juices are running out. Pin, pinworms. But, uh, yeah, pinworms. That, that's, they, they said that uh, they bore into the tops of the fruit just as they start to ripen. That sounds like pinworms. Yeah, and, and it's, not, it's not common, but ants will go after some of those uh, caterpillars occasionally. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, fire, fire ants especially. Uh, so, so, so Ania said, "Be sure the ants are the actual cause of the problem." My bet would be that there is some other type of injury to the tops of the fruit, and that's inviting the ants to come in. So, uh, it might be cracking due to sun scald or hot weather. Could be mockingbirds pecking the holes in the fruit. It could be tomato fruit worms tunneling around in the fruit. Uh, so the when when something causes a sap to ooze out, the ants come and and suck it up. Now okra is kind of a different story, isn't it, Jerry? Yeah. Oh, oh, they will. They will. Uh, feed. They're feeding on the base of the blooms of okra. The, the fire ants will. And they're also feeding on uh, aphids. Aph- if there are any aphids are up there. Yeah, so you don't have to wash. Fit. Yeah. You don't have to wash the aphids off if the fire no. ants are there. But <laughs> uh, that, that works pretty well to wash. The, at least you want to wash the fire ants off before you try to pick your crop. Yeah. Neil says there are plenty of good ant baits that could be used around the edge of the garden. If you have any general idea of where their mounds are, if you don't have any where where their mounds are, so uh, fire ants, especially on okra, which is sometimes about all you've got at this time of the year, but uh, they will they will actually uh, they're they're getting the sap out of the uh, uh, out of from underneath the bloom, and that. It causes the bloom to abort, and so they they will actually put your uh, okra out of production. In other words, they'll they'll quit it'll quit producing okra because the uh, ants have bothered. But the the, uh, uh, the deadheading results in more blooms for them to harvest. Right, right. Yeah, their uh, their uh, agricultural society, the fire ants, is a, <laughs> it's amazing. You think of them as entirely meat eaters but they aren't necessarily and if you got okra that's 12 to 15 feet tall uh now's the time to cut it back yeah. uh, cut it back in half and uh it'll reach proud for the fall but it's 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 too late to plant okra for the fall 
I uh, had my okra is only about three feet tall. <laughs> it's producing a little bit. Did you ever pull any up to see that nematode? No, I didn't because I had so few plants. But oh, I oh, quit it. I uh, <laughs> what I did do is uh, like the crepe myrtles gave it some special water and made sure the weeds were all gone. There you go. I've n- never thought about weeds being a problem around okra before, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then I, um, I gave him some more fertilizer, and that seemed the combination of the fertilizer, extra water, and uh, getting uh, the weeds out of there uh, seemed to perk them up. But you know, still I'm getting not like years past or loaded, overwhelmed with okra. Well, it may perk up this this yeah, fall. Yeah, it's only it's only July still. Yeah. So. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Uh, <clears throat> um, like I said, um, uh, we can't overemphasize the ideas to, uh, to uh, water both any newly established trees and shrubs and newly established means within the last two to three years, and definitely the ones that have just been recently established. And uh, I haven't seen any any uh, Sinisa blooming, so I don't get to go. No, I haven't either. Anything. And uh, I've been looking. The. Uh, if you want to get ready for the next rain or plant some uh, the Sinisa on sale, now I, I, it says uh, Silverado and Green Cloud. Green Cloud is is one of uh, uh, Benny Simpson's oh. discoveries. You know, we were talking about Benny's gold. Yeah, that was last with the. Week. Uh, oh, that was with Anitha the, Cancer. Thank you. Our hummingbird plant, and um, but they've got Silverado and Green Cloud on on sale, uh, regularly twenty in three gallon containers, uh, regularly twenty five dollars now fifteen. What was special about Green Cloud that that Benny just? It uh, it was a. Larger plant. I mean, I mean, it had green foliage. Okay. Real yeah. dark green. Rather foliage. than the gray. Compared. Yeah, to rather the, than the gray. Yeah, yeah. Compared to the. Now, how about the? Uh, but I, I don't. It's, it doesn't list. Uh, La, uh, linen. Larry's uh, legacy is the yeah, legacy. Not not one of the ones on sale. No, it's not the one of the ones on sale because it's so rare. But uh, it's it's got blue flowers. It's got really pretty blue, the sky blue flowers, and so uh, even though it's not on sale, it'd be a uh, if you're looking looking for Sinisa, it would be a spectacular one to plant. And and like I said, they had to go all the way to Arizona to find a supplier. So uh, it's a pretty special plant here at uh, at Milburg. I was mentioning that the. Uh those of you that are still outfitting your butterfly garden, or if you want to add some things to it, there are some uh, some relatively large uh, milkweed uh, that are blooming. The native milkweed, 
Yeah, with the orange flowers, really pretty attractive. Then there also is the uh, tropical milkweed, which is a much larger plant. It's blooming. We'll expect the monarchs back uh, uh, October, maybe maybe at the end of September. Um, but the other thing, uh, I was I was saying that my firebush uh, has just started to bloom. The firebush here at Millburgers are in full bloom. And, uh, and Jerry mentioned his the those at the at uh, the greenhouse are are uh, blooming too. And if that that's the, if you want to bring the hummingbirds onto your patio, that's one of the best ways to do it. Just put them, leave them in the container they're in, and put it on there, or put it in a a bigger container. I've, mine has been shoot, I think 15 years has been there. Mm-hmm. It freezes back, comes back. Only grows to a, a globe, about yeah. two and a half feet, in a container, which is amazing. Those of you that are familiar with it in a landscape where it gets huge, uh, so it's a nice, it's a really nice container plant, full sun, and uh, favorite. I think it is the favorite hummingbird plant when it's blooming uh, on the patio, and so that especially desirable to have it in place. Uh, for the fall migration, but now is a good time too because there's plenty of plenty of hummingbirds out there looking for blooms. Albert is on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hey there, Albert. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good this morning. Uh, my question is, how do you get rid of bamboo? Uh oh. Up again. Why would you want? Why would you want to get rid of bamboo? Uh, it, Just because it it's coming in the house yard. and in the bathroom and everything. <laughs> No, it's outside here in the yard. <laughs> I guess. Now you didn't. Awesome. You, you didn't. You right didn't. Right now it is. You didn't plant yeah. those, did you? No, no. It's it's somebody else's yard. It's not mine. There you go. But it's coming to your yard. No, no. It's not my yard. It's the neighbor's three yards down. We've been trying to get rid of it. It has covered <laughs> some of the other neighbor's yard, but mine's too far away from you. And he's kind of asking how could they get rid of the bamboo? If you got big roots in the bottom of that thing. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you how they did it. Mine, um, we had somebody pass away that had a big lot in my neighborhood. This was a number of years ago. And they actually had a crew go through, cut it down, and then took a bulldozer <laughs> with a, uh, oh, yeah. a, a kind of the, the, the blade, the gouging blade that went through and gouged those big roots off. And then the crew went back afterwards and picked all those out. And uh, and then they and then they followed up every time any came up that that dig out. Now that worked pretty well if you. But that was a huge, major project. How long did it take for it to come back? About two days or or what? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it last it lasted for two years. Oh yeah, at least uh, two years. And but they had they did some maintenance until. You know that they kept that under control. Other places in the, the neighborhood where they didn't do the maintenance, it was back. I mean, it's very thick in some areas. You can't even see the see the houses. I've tried. Yeah, I know. I've done um, used uh, remedy, uh, cut it down, and then now it's a heck of a job to do the, the apply it to each stem. But I've I've Use my backpack sprayer and sprayed it with kind of 
fair results. The what come few fewer come back than came back without it, and uh, they come back. They're kind of deformed and they're not very aggressive. Um, so you can go back and spray it again, but. I don't think there's any easy way to get it. I think Milton figured out the best way to get rid of them. Move? Yeah, move. move. Yeah. It's sad. It's yeah, tough. I figured that. <laughs> yeah. What What have you all tried? Uh, I tried a, believe it or not, a stripper. <laughs> you know, floors. What is it? A stripper? Yeah. And you pour it in a hose. Drill a hole in it. Oh. And throw some stripper down there. And they kind of. I don't understand. It. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think we know what the stripper is. Uh, they use it on on floors. You take off wax. Industrial stripper. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that on dirt? Uh. No, no. I drilled in through the stand with Richard and poured them in each one of those. Oh, 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 I got you now. Okay. But then it comes right back up, doesn't it? Well, he was having to kill it. Actually, keep going with you, kind of get the main root, and it pretty well goes away, but that took a long time. (laughs) It could be three years. Hmm. I don't know if there's, I don't, I've never heard of anything that's better in terms of controlling it than Remedy, but that's not, it's not foolproof. And you have to be careful with that, don't you? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. If it's if there's other, but usually if it's as bad as you're talking about, there's nothing else that's growing near it. Maybe trees, maybe uh-huh. like some oaks have managed to stay. But yeah, it's uh, it's like it's kind of coming back, but not not as thick as it was before. You know, <clears throat> I mean, you're not going to get rid of all of it. No way. I mean, if you burn it, if it's a little, no burning will do. No, that one. If it's a little area, you know what we do uh-huh. in our our uh, neighborhood lot is we cut it down, and then then we do the uh, if it's not too large an area we we actually try to brush on the remedy, uh, or or we do the backpack sprayer and just spray it spray it on each stem, uh-huh. and that and that that does pretty well i mean you, you get it under control and then if you have a main maintenance program every couple months go back and uh in the spring is when it really comes booming back forward that you can get you can get it under control it's when you leave it yeah that comes back by by yeah. stump killer is remedy isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah same thing y'all carry that stump. yes violent stump killer oh yeah and then they've okay. got it. They've got it in a. Used to have to spend a, mil, a bazillion dollars to get some, but now they've got it in pretty big containers. Right. So pretty inexpensive. Okay. Alrighty. Alrighty. Uh, I'll tell my friend about it and see if she wants to do okay. it. Okay. Thanks, Albert. Right, thank you. You, bet, luck, you Albert. better get it under control. It'll be at your house in a few years. <laughs> years. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I might be gone. <laughs> There you go. All right, Thanks, thank Albert. You, you take yeah. care. we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and I'm smiling inside because I get to tell you something you've been waiting to hear a long time. Fall tomatoes are at Millburgers. That's right. Head on over to Millburgers where you'll find varieties that are specially chosen because they do well in this area. Those are the ones that Millburgers carries. These include Celebrity or Tycoon, HM1823, that's last year's Rodeo Tomato, Sweet Cherry, Valley Girl, and more. Ready? Fall tomatoes, four and a half inch pot, now just a dollar ninety nine over at Millburgers. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Mexican bush sage or Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza. You see them blooming all around town right now. Gold Star Esperanza are on sale for just nineteen eighty eight in a twelve inch pot. You'll even find Texas sage and you ready for this Meyer lemon and Mexican lime on sale. 50% off, now just sixteen eighty eight in the 12-inch pot. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It has 250,000 members, and it's growing fast. With MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in either, and that is a beautiful thing too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than $500 a month. So check into it. Here's the number. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. Now available in Montana. Call 844-41-BIBLE. Hi, this is Jan Johnson, host of Project One, where weekly we connect you with a nonprofit organization that is making a difference in the lives of those who just need a little extra support or encouragement. Project One is to connect one person, one hour, and one life is changed through volunteering and mentoring opportunities offered by these amazing organizations. We want to invite you to come and meet them at our Project One Mixer this Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Documation Headquarters off of Loop 1604 and Lock Hill Selma. To RSVP, please go to this station's website and click on the tab Project One to RSVP today. Come and meet with 12 organizations that are needing someone just like you, or maybe a family or even a business. To find out how you can get involved with these organizations, come out and meet with them. So go to the station's website, click on the tab Project One, and RSVP your spot today. And bring a friend or bring your family or bring even maybe some of your co-workers. And we'll see you this Wednesday at 4 p.m. at Documation. One hour, one person, one life changed. Will that be you? 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number is 308-8867. 308-8867. Hey, if it's crossed your mind that uh, you uh, want to get a uh, better shower for yourself because you know showers can get slick and people fall and then you got big problems. But that's why uh, these companies have popped up and they're doing a great job. But I tell you what, Safe Showers and Bob Williams have been doing this for seven years, so uh, they are tops in San Antonio. So if you're interested in getting a safer shower, uh, go over there and visit with them at Safe Showers. You can even call them. I'm going to give you the number uh, in just a second. But they've been doing it for seven years. Bob is so knowledgeable. Uh, knows his stuff and uh, gets great reviews. Every time I go in there, he'll talk about another success story that people have uh, experienced with his company and how much they like him. So uh, safe showers. Now, the number is 655-1111. It's easy to remember, 655-1111, 655-1111. They're on 4218 Gatecrest, which is off of Perrin Bidal, maybe just about four blocks outside of Loop 410. You can see everything there, see the showers. He'll tell you about the success stories. He'll tell you how quickly they can do it. It's amazing. You have uh, people just, everything is back in ship shape and all done and cleaned up and ready to use in two days. So safe showers. Give them a call. Learn more, 655 1111. You mentioned Milton was talking about him. He'll be happy to hear that. 655-1111-655-1111. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. What else is going on, guys? Well, the Guadalupe County Master Gardeners are uh, attempting to fill their uh, summer class for Master Gardeners. It's going to be on Tuesdays. It's going to start... uh, first week in, I think about August 4th, the Tuesday, the first Tuesday, and it goes from 12.30 to 4.30. And for about uh, 14, 15 weeks, uh, you uh, get your Master Gardener training, and then you do volunteer service. It's a great organization. Uh, you get to work in, with a lot of other great gardeners, learn a lot, and have fun. But also do uh, important uh, projects. They They work with us. They're one of the uh, county chapters that works with us really closely. Uh, there is a fee for the, the training, and you get a lot of uh, nice handouts. But if you want more information about the Guadalupe Master Gardener uh, class, uh, this class will be held in Seguin, uh, contact the uh, Guadalupe County Master Gardener. Go to their website, and all that information will be there. All right, 308-8867. Um, Calvin mentioned in his dig-in now that uh, it's time to pull the spring tomatoes, uh, pull, pull the spring tomatoes, replant determinate fast-producing tomatoes such as Red Deuce, HM1824. Which should be, what, 23? Yeah, 23. That's, uh, this, is a, uh, this is an upgrade, 24. No, okay. Uh, Tycoon and BHN 968 and New Cherry Tomato Ruby Crush for fall crop. We uh, new it's a New Cherry Tomato. The uh, we're we're going to do our little promotion that we had last year that uh, everybody seemed to get a kick out of, uh, where we promoted some. Uh, Fast maturing uh, fall tomatoes, uh, because uh, some people 
some people don't don't get excited about uh, planting in this hot as hell uh, weather, even though we can got you say that <laughs> hot as hell. Uh, you said not twice, huh? Yeah, not twice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, but anyway, we've got some great uh, tomato plants for sale out here available. So what is going to be uh, the orange, the uh, ruby crush, ruby is crush, and and uh, uh, surefire. Oh, and, surefire too. Yeah, I got. I found some seeds. Okay, because I, I, the first article I did, I mentioned surefire, yeah. and then I got cold feet and took it, <laughs> uh, took it out. Well, that's all right. We haven't got much seed of it, and it's, it's going to be a quick, quick deal. Uh, we're only we're getting twenty flats of each uh, grown. So, of course, Millburger will have the lion's share of uh, of the new varieties. And uh, Roma Surprise, the uh, Roma that everybody liked last year. And uh, and this new uh, Ruby Crush, which uh, is an impressive uh, cherry tomato. And uh, well, we, fact, they'll, they'll, be, uh, they'll be coming on uh, the first week in August. In fact, we had a gardener from the, that had volunteered at the Children's Garden and taste the Ruby Crush. And so he was here. Looking for plants already because he. Oh, was, is that right? Yeah, he he said that it was pretty outstanding. We debated <laughs> what was the best tasting tomato. He agreed with me, BHN 968. But he said the Ruby Crush was close, and it also was more productive. Yeah, a smaller plant than yeah. BHN 968. It's it's going to be perfect for those that want to yeah. do a fall tomato in a container. So if you yeah you know I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Are you? You gonna? Yeah. Can you, gonna you plant keep up? one, Milton? What's that? You gonna plant one? Yeah. Okay. Can, can you keep up to picking BHN 968? Uh, I had a hard time, but with Me Laura too, and I and the dog, we were able to. Yeah. <laughs> Just think it'll be more with Ruby Crush. Now the the pictures of uh, of Ruby Crush are are on PlantAnswers.com. They're on the gallery there. That uh, when you open the open the page. Uh, it's tomatoes, and you can tell. I've also got a picture mixed in there of uh, Roma Surprise, and it's it's kind of a it's a, it's a uh, uh, light red in, in red color, whereas the Ruby Ruby Crush is dark, really red, which means it's more nutritious and, uh, and healthy for you. Than it's got more lycopene in it, and th- even though I don't think they're claiming that. But that that dark red color is, is lycopene, a precursor for vitamin A. And uh, for those of you that have never grown fall tomatoes, there's uh, several articles on PlantAnswers.com that tell you all the particulars how to. And these these three varieties that Jerry's talking about are four, four actually. BHN 968s, another one. They're going to beat the cold weather no matter what. Some of our others that are great tomatoes like. Yeah. Red Deuce and Tycoon uh, and HM 1823, they'll probably beat the cold weather, but uh, these guys, these are going to be quick. You're going to have uh, a lot of production uh, before, gosh, before we... Uh, before the uh, 1st of November. Yeah, uh, before Thanksgiving. Long we're before we're Thanksgiving. looking for ripe tomatoes before the 1st of Thanksgiving. So it's fun and it, and it works. 
And if you want to learn the techniques and what we recommend in terms of watering and fertilizing, go to plantanswers.com and the articles. Is my Your article, which I fell in love with last week, uh, is in uh, is the first listing on uh, on plantanswers.com on the topics of the month, and uh, it's it's got a label on it, a Finch Fall Tomato article, uh, and it indicates that it was last in last week last week's newspaper. What I like about it, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But what I like about that article is that uh, you can tell Calvin wrote it, and he wrote wrote down steps, step by step, of how to how to grow good fall tomatoes. And as far as I can determine, I don't think you missed a step. Oh, I, I was looking for one for, oh, one sure. for him to miss, you know, so I could criticize the article. Well, maybe by tomorrow you'll find something. I bet I, bet I will. Oh, good. I bet when we start <laughs> discussing it on there. But <laughs> the one the one thing he mentioned on there, and you said, well, what can I do now to get ready for the first week in August if you don't want to plant now? And you may, you may already have your garden prepared. And I would say the most important thing to do... Of course, uh, is uh, till your garden soil or mix or whatever, and uh, put on your fertility. And Calvin talks about exactly in this article exactly how much fertilizer to apply. And uh, and, and and then the important thing is to pre-irrigate the the, the soil. Now, if you if you if you want to prepare your garden, get and get the weeds out, get get the Bermuda grass out. People say, well, how, how do I know if I got Bermuda grass? If you've got a garden and it's been well, per, well fertilized and and irrigated, you probably got Bermuda and jumped in there and, and taken over or around mean, the edges too. Yeah, even a, even a dried out oh, garden yeah. will have dried yeah. out Bermuda grass, but. You want to get that as many of those stems and everything as you can. So if you if you water now and and uh, let the Bermuda begin to actively grow, then you can use because you don't have any 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 vegetables in there. You can use Roundup with no, with no problem of of uh, killing and and that'll kill that Bermuda grass to the to the uh, to the root. Now don't don't think that you're going to pull it out. Uh, you know, to pull it out by hand. It's the the best way to get rid of Bermuda grass in a garden is is with a uh, herbicide that kills the plants all kills the kills the plant all the way to the roots. And that's that's the glyphosate Roundup and or um, a Fusilade product. Now the Fusilade products are not nearly as fast as Roundup. Right. So they're, you know, they can take three to five weeks, but one, if that's what you've got, you'll see some color change before then. And I found that it is a little, once once they, you've affected the plants and the, the roots, it is a little easier to get those. Oh yeah, to pull out. it up. Yeah. Um, so, but but if it's a if it's a bare garden except for weeds 
And Roundup is the is, is the best choice. It's fast, faster than yeah. the, the Fusilade products. Or but, but the key to it is is pre-irrigated with a sprinkler. Not maybe maybe you got drip irrigation. You cannot pre-irrigate a garden properly with a with a drip irrigation. And the pre-irrigation is a is a good tactic. Before you spray the weeds, even. Oh yeah, yeah, because it gets the weeds actively yeah, growing. Your Bermuda grass, if you got any dormant Bermuda grass in there, it'll perk up, and then it yeah. becomes very susceptible to your, to your herbicide. And I would do that a week before, uh, you know, a week before. In other words, we're saying that right these now, plants are going to be ready. Yeah. And Sounds like right now. So if you haven't done anything to your vegetable garden now. And you want to have a fall garden, and you want to get the Bermuda out. Pre-irrigate now, at least an hour, to an hour and a half, of a sprinkler irrigation on a. Usually, that the ground is rock hard, and that, you do that also before you till, rototill. Otherwise, this soil turns into a brick, which uh, makes it very difficult to rototill, even a raised garden, raised vegetable. Or turn over with a shovel. Um, yeah. Jerry, we had, we've had some listeners call about uh, nematode damage. When they pulled the spring plants off, they saw there was nematode action. And in the short term, you can still grow tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, I know we've got Valley Cat here. Right. Which which I used in my little section that had nematodes. And, and, celeb- and celebrity Celebrities and uh, tycoon. Tycoon, yeah. Okay. So there's... There's three good varieties, uh, so you don't have to eliminate them. If you're lucky and you can plant them in non-nematode uh, area, that then you've got the, all those other varieties that we've talked about, too. That I wonder, if not, is 968 nematode resistant? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. You, we, were, we haven't had an emphasis on nematodes for a few years. Well, the, the reason we have an emphasis is because if you got them, there's no no product that uh, is effective against them. And but we had, I know we uh, some of our rodeo tomatoes we've emphasized. Guess we'll have to probably have to resurrect our information on 968 and see if yeah if it was yeah it's on yeah. on our tomatoes. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and I'm smiling inside because I get to tell you something you've been waiting to hear a long time. Fall tomatoes are at Millburgers. That's right. Head on over to Millburgers where you'll find varieties that are specially chosen because they do well in this area. Those are the ones that Millburgers carries. These include Celebrity or Tycoon, HM1823, that's last year's Rodeo Tomato, Sweet Cherry, Valley Girl, and more. Ready? Fall tomatoes, four and a half inch pot, 
now just a dollar ninety nine over at Mill Burgers. This week at Mill Burgers, you'll save on Mexican Bush Sage or Theralis Gold Star Esperanza. You see them blooming all around town right now. Gold Star Esperanza are on sale for just nineteen eighty eight in a twelve inch pot. You'll even find Texas Sage and you ready for this Meyer Lemon and Mexican Lime. On sale, 50% off, now just sixteen eighty eight in the 12-inch pot. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Have you seen a family divided over property after losing a loved one? Have you known someone who spent months or years fighting in court to receive the property that was left to them? Unfortunately, I often see families fighting in probate court. Wouldn't you like to avoid this situation? I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. At Weisinger Law Firm, we can help you put a plan in place that avoids probate so your loved ones never have to set foot in a cold courtroom. Many times that plan includes a living trust. Let my team help you achieve peace through planning to ensure your family won't be stuck fighting it out in court. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a plan in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or WeisingerLawFirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through planning. Looking for a fun and free family outing this summer? Don't miss Movies by Moonlight. Each Tuesday evening in June and July at Travis Park downtown, 9.30 a.m. The Answer in the city of San Antonio. Invite you to join us each week for a great family movie. This week, catch The Little Mermaid. Free entertainment starts at 7.30 and the movie starts at dusk. Tuesday evenings at Travis Park. Sponsored by Dave & Buster's, South Alamo Medical Group, University Health System, and Cricket Wireless. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Make the call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Showers. Your tub is nice, but slick as ice. It's time to call Safe Showers. We chose Safe Showers because they explained in detail everything their installer and master plumber would do and did all they said they would do in only two days. We took our first safe shower on the third day and loved it. My goodness, it's so easy to keep clean, and the 4-inch curb on the skid-resistant floor makes it so easy and safe to access. Look at Safe Showers. They're local, with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Replacing bathtubs and shower walls with a beautiful system is what they do, and they do it well. Call 655-1111 for a free estimate or a showroom appointment. For senior specials, call 655-1111. Give us a call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Showers. Safe Showers, 655-1111. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We're going to get right back to the phone lines at 308-8867. We're going to help Greg out right now. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great, thanks. Hey, I had a question about uh, tomatoes and leaf curling. I've been trying to water the plants fairly frequently and deeply, but I noticed 
certain varieties of tomatoes seem to be curling more than others. Is that something I should be worried about? No, not really. Uh, do, you, do you use a lot of manures? I'm sorry, a lot of what? A lot of manures, manure uh, fertilizer. Uh, no, I use a lot of organic fertilizer. Does that cause that problem? Uh, well, the high, high, high rates of, I've seen that occur uh, with uh, high rates of uh, manure and, uh, uh, and high, high rates of fertilizer. But but the, the the leaves are dark green, right? Really yeah. dark green. Yeah, they're not okay. yellowing at all. Okay, so I, I I don't think it's anything to worry about. A lot of a lot of times you get a uh, some sucking insects on the bottom of the leaves that would cause a tomato leaf to curl. But uh, since you since you say it's a varietal thing. Uh, do you, have you noticed which varieties it, it, it is? I think I've it? seen it on Valley Cat, and I can't remember the other one. Um, I, I've got about three tomato plants that have it. Okay. okay. And, and uh, the plants are all in the same size. I mean, they're all four inch or two inch or. Yeah, yeah. The root system you started with. No, I wouldn't worry about the curling. Other leaves now, and the growth, the, growth the rate. Determinate plants. I have another question, if I can. Um, should you trim off the bottom two inches of leaves? No. Oh, we we okay. don't we don't recommend that you trim any of the leaves off of a of a determinate uh, type of plant. Yeah, we're tr- we're looking Just for throw a, them in a cage. Yeah, we're lo- looking for fast foliage development, right. stopping. Setting fruit, and so you you can't afford to eliminate any of the foliage. Right. All righty. Okay. Thank you. Good questions. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Right. You take care. What was your best producer this year? Yep, I think we I think we lost Greg. Yeah. Okay. And Judy is back with us. We got Judy back at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Judy. What I need is a. A five-minute lesson in growing tomatoes, just tomatoes. I need the whole textbook series. <laughs> okay. okay, well, you go, you go, you I'm go to PlantAnswers. You you go to PlantAnswers dot com. Well, I don't have a computer, but I eventually will get one. Okay, you don't have a computer, right? I'm an antiquated lady that hardly uses a telephone. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you go to the library. How about anyway, the newsletter? Got... Okay, that's where I need to go to the library. Okay, I usually won't go down there. I don't like to be with all those teenagers around no me hanging and going on with their, their little so, games. Yeah. But no. Anyway, but let me ask you real quickly. You know, someone told me that there's two basic a... varieties of tomatoes. <laughs> one is the ones that will rejuvenate themselves and make more tomatoes every, despite the season, and some that are so hybrid, I guess they only produce one crop and then they die. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's kind of correct. Uh, What's the name for the, those different they're, categories? They're de- the determinate or semi-determinate are the ones that we recommend. Uh, and then there's uh, which which have a tendency to grow to a certain height and then uh, terminate in a flower cluster. Uh, but all all the the tycoons and the valley cats and and uh, all 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 of those types are, are what we call semi-determinate plants. Mm-hmm. 
and they they have a tendency to be heat setters. They set set during the heat, and uh, they they also set before the temperatures get extremely hot, and the spider mites take over. Mm-hmm. And the the other category is what we call uh, indeterminate, meaning that you cannot determine where they stop growing. And uh, they they get they get big and they will uh, if you plant them in the spring they have fewer tomatoes and then then they they have a tendency not to be heat setters but uh, they will so produce they, some, they will produce they will produce some more in the in the uh, fall even though that uh, the uh, the fruit's going to be smaller and uh, less quality. Well, this. I'm not sure. With the original tomatoes in nature, they were probably going to produce tomatoes and smaller tomatoes they're, and so on and so forth. But they probably produced tomatoes despite the climate. What, what, what was it? A tropical climate that the tomatoes developed in? Yeah, down down in Mexico. Well, well South oh, America. Mexico originally. And the Andes too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the Andes. So it was some of it was pretty cool. Yeah, mm. yeah, it wasn't tropical. Well. It was moderate. Well, those Italians it didn't, do uh, not a lot of freezing. Not found the new world. <laughs> I mean, tomatoes are so wonderful that people just want them tremendous. I know they thought they were poisonous yeah. at first, right? They wouldn't eat them. Yeah, they thought they thought they were poisonous for a long period of time. Well, I, from there, I don't know where to go. I have these eighteen twenty threes. You told me to cut them down. I haven't got the heart to cut them down. I'm still putting fertilizer and water on them. And I want to see the little teeny ones are not making any tomatoes. And the big tomatoes that I did get, well, raccoons got up there at night and knocked them down. I took them off the ground. I tried to make them turn pink. They did not. Finally, one turned pink. But meanwhile, I shouldn't have left outside again. I was stupid. Uh, they all got eaten by a raccoon. So I haven't had one tomato, but that's okay. I'm, I'm in an experimental stage here, and I'm learning. <laughs> now, do yeah, I you were the Yeah, you were the one that... <laughs> had them in a small container. Yeah, she had the one down. I don't know what you, well, how you judge the size of a container, but I guess it'd be like eight inches across. Yeah, nine. yeah, it's a ga- it's a gallon container. That's, that's probably gallon. too okay, small. I don't really know. Okay. Yeah, okay, we think so of fi- we think of five gallon nursery. as being small. I never got down there to Fanny's nursery where I could get the used ones for fifty cents a piece before they closed at five. They're, they're so far from where I live. So yeah. I just never got that done, so I never got them transferred. Now, do I have any hope of these if I nurse them along through the summer? They're in a semi-shaded area where they do get some sun, but it's splotchy sun. If yeah, I if you if you put them in a larger container, okay, and you use some regular potting mix, right. some potting mix, and put a copious amounts of Osmocote fertilizer in there. Yeah, I got a huge bag. I bought a huge, a way bigger bag of fertilizer than I probably never needed. Well, now, I think this is wait, 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 Judy. <laughs> the, not, not regular lawn fertilizer or anything. Osmocote. No, no, this was for tomatoes. It said it on the bag. Uh, it was organic tomato food. It said. <laughs> okay. Would that okay. be okay for a yeah. container? Yeah, that'll, that'll be okay. Okay. Well, so and, but but it's got to the container's got to be at least five gallons if you're going to expect. Oh, five to get gallons. Oh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How many inches across is a five-gallon? See, I'm an older lady on a cane, and I've been building platforms. It's like a bucket, a big bucket. Oh, yes. my gosh. Well, I'm going to have to really get busy here. But if I nurse them along in a bigger bucket and I don't cut them back, I keep taking care of them, you think I might get anything in the fall? Or August? I'm pretty sure you will. 
All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Judy. Thank you. Bye. You take care. Bye bye. All right. 308-8867. We just got a couple minutes left of the show at 308-8867. Do you want to mention Guadalupe County again? That's right. Uh, as Milton mentioned, the Guadalupe County Master Gardeners are uh, recruiting for their next class. It's going to start on Tuesday, the first Tuesday in August. It's from 12.30 to 4.30 every Tuesday, the training, uh, for, I, I believe, about 14 weeks. And uh, you learn all there is to learn about horticulture in this area, the, some of the best training around. They have a great organization. You uh, participate in uh, projects that uh, benefit the community and the environment, learn a lot, have fun. And it's a good thing if you're uh, retired or you just want to have a uh, have something uh, different in your life uh, to belong to the organization. For more information, uh, check with the, go to the website of Guadalupe County Master Gardeners and we'll have all the information. Now you do have to uh, register uh, and tell them you're interested and sign up. They're, you do have to get selected, and uh, it's gonna. They want you to do that this week. Uh, so, uh, Guadalupe Master Gardens, you have to be willing to go to Seguin to further training. So go ahead and check that out, and if you have any questions, they'll answer them for you. All right. Hey, I want to mention one more thing before we uh, say goodbye for today. I want to mention that if you go to MillbergerNursery.com, uh, you can find out how to get the newsletter. But if, like Judy, you don't like Internet or not on the computer, you can call the nursery at 497-3760, and they'll send you one. We're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Shemaya doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is The end. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.